praise God. Hallelujah. How many people are excited about the topic purpose? It's something I particularly enjoy because it gives meaning to life. Amen. So we have a couple of questions here following some of the teachings we had last week and the ones we've had in the past. And we are trusting that, you know what, by the time we leave this place, we'll be better, we'll be enlightened, and um, we'll be empowered to fulfill purpose in Jesus' name. So the first question I have here is this. I am passionate about my career. Does that mean I am fulfilling purpose? How do you know when you are fulfilling purpose? Pastor Leye. Hallelujah. A lot of times, particularly when it comes to purpose, particularly for church people who have had a lot around um, message of purpose, um, sometimes someone is in that place where you are wondering that I'm working, I'm in a career, am I fulfilling purpose? And a lot of time, you realize that sometimes people make decisions ahead of even clarifying issues within that area a lot of time. So someone says that a lot of people have assumed that if they are, some people have assumed that if they are working, that they are not fulfilling purpose. And that's why I know that that's the basis of where this question is coming from. If you even if you check the Bible, I mean, what the word is concerned is that the, 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 the issue about purpose is his purpose, God's purpose, not necessarily your purpose. Your purpose, the purpose God created us are in various fields and different places. And God can fulfill his purpose where, I mean, through the career, through the work of your hand, through the things that you do. It is, we must always remember like that scripture in First Timothy that was read, verse 9 says that, you know, it is God's purpose. So the fact that you are working, you know, in the place where you work, you can be fulfilling purpose. But, it, but there's a difference. You've got to seek God and be sure that you are where you ought to be. And so that really is the, is the cross of the matter. Whether you are working, I might be fulfilling purpose in that place. You know, because there are people who have had message of purpose and say, I'm working. I don't think my purpose is in that place of work. And so they resign. And without actually knowing what to do. And so even if you check a lot of things that Jesus, I mean, if you look at sort of, um, of Joseph, the word is that, was Joseph fulfilling purpose in prison? Was Joseph fulfilling purpose while he was a servant in Potiphar's house? And so everything, the way God has designed life is that all your experiences, everything you go through, leads up to the fulfillment of that purpose God has called each and every one of us to do. Because but remember, it is God's purpose. And God is able to take every one of your experiences to do that. All right. Praise God. Please put hands together for Pastor I think... Um, I also think what you need to understand is um, doing a career doesn't necessarily mean you are fulfilling purpose. However, you can fulfill purpose, like you said, in the place of your career. So I assume this person, like I said, is already being fulfilled in your career. Fine. And if you are not sure whether what you are doing is God's purpose for your life, find out. Just practice the principles we've shared here. We are not asking you to go and resign tomorrow. If I don't resign tomorrow, continue doing what you're enjoying, but start praying. Hallelujah. Because for you to be asking this question, that means you have not yet confirmed whether you are doing the will of God for your life. And it will only come out in two things, two ways. God will confirm that, okay, you are in the path of purpose I have for you. And you continue there. Or God reveal to you like, Dr. K, okay, you're not supposed to do pharmacy anymore. You're supposed to do something else. 
But even if God does that, he will still lead you from there. Glory be to God. Dr. K was a pharmacy student when he discovered he was supposed to be a preacher. He still finished school. Hallelujah. And he still worked for a few years. Until a time came when God told him, don't do pharmacy anymore. It was a process. Can I hear loud amen? amen? So that's how you discover these things. So if you're already doing something, you have a job or career, pray. Follow the principles we've shared here. If you're supposed to be there, God will confirm. If you're not supposed to be there, God will lead you to something else. Praise God. Hallelujah. Okay, okay so I mean, what I just want to say is, because most of us are church people, so we feel that when it comes to purpose, purpose has to do with something inside the church. Yeah. So that you're on a career doesn't mean that you are not in God's purpose for your life. And what is God's purpose? I see purpose as God filling the earth with the knowledge of his will. So that you're an accountant does not mean that. I mean, remember the last point Pastor T told us last week is that we must all win souls. So that you're an accountant does not mean that you should have an accountant life or a purpose life or, you know, a pastor life. You know, your life is all seemed in one, you know. So you can be an accountant evangelizing, bringing people to the knowledge of the glory of God. You know, so I don't think you should separate that bit of, you know, my career and purpose. Because we're church people, there's always that tendency to think that your purpose has to be with, you know, I have to be singing in the church or something, you know. Thank you very much. Pastor Muiwa. Yeah, um, I think a lot have been said already. Maybe what I can just add is... Um, one, his purpose also involves several parts and phases in our life. I still mentioned something that we go through a path. Um, and um, in going through those different phases or different parts of our life, God is hiding to us and building us up, you know, to eventually, you know, fulfill his whole counsel. And it's, just, it's not just one thing, you know. Yeah. Um, again, when God called, um, the Bible talks about the fivefold ministry, right? But it, it says it gives some, not all. Right, so there's some people that will be within the four walls of the church, and like um, um, it was all said now, for most of us, um, it will be outside the walls of the church. And, and there's several examples in the Bible, from Joseph to the person that built the temple to the one that God gave wisdom to design, um, you know, you know, things, you know, to the tabernacle. So it's not just about the preaching of the word, but the word will be involved in making a difference and impact in the world. So wherever you are right now, we even need more people out there in the world to show God's grace and to show, um, to live out the word and, you know, to bring glory, you know, to God. So we, we need you out there in the workplace. Hallelujah. Right. Praise God. Praise God. Pastor, we will just hold the mic because one of the questions we have here has to do with relocation. So somebody said, I'm looking to relocate to Canada. How do I know that that is God's purpose? Yeah. So Pastor Muiwa, <laughs> tell us about Relocating it. Relocating to Canada is not a purpose. <laughs> I think the more accurate answer is, how do I know it's God's will? Okay, okay. Go and so pray. And see Pastor Moe, you after the service. Next question, <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay, so... Um, we Everybody is thinking of relocating to Canada. Me too, I'm thinking of relocating to Canada. <laughs> All right. So, we have another question here. It says, doing good works that affect people's life in a great way, is that synonymous with fulfilling purpose? Can I answer that? So, yes, Pastor. Yes. Like we said, if you look at the fifth point I gave you last week, get involved with the overall purpose of God or the things God is doing. That is something clearly stated in the Bible that God is doing. And it's one of the things you probably have to get involved in to discover your specific purpose. We said last week there is general purpose of God, evangelism, doing good works. 
um, Rick Warren's book, Purpose Driven Life, he mentioned five things that everybody can get involved in, evangelism, worship, fellowship, discipleship, and ministry. That's doing good works. And in doing those general, already spelled out purposes, defined purposes of God, you can come into, I'm supposed to be a preacher. I'm supposed to be a career person. I'm supposed to be... So yes, that can be your path until God now reveals to you something specific. And even if he doesn't reveal something specific per se, if you are doing those things like good works, you will, you're already living a purpose-driven life. Praise, Praise God. God. So what we're going to do is, I'm going to be throwing each of the questions to us so that we can cover more questions, yeah. all right? No, you can take it one by one. We'll just go as far as we can. Awesome. I just okay. thought we had already dealt with that. That's okay. why I quickly Thank you so it. much, Sam. Yeah. So someone asks, okay, so you fulfill purpose by having visions and revelations. What if you don't understand the visions and revelations given? Can you still fulfill purpose? Do you get Pastor Leia? Um, so when it comes to visions and revelation, I, I think Pastor T um, dealt with that really well this morning. I think we need to be clear what exactly the vision is. Um, one is vision um, is the future state of where God is taking us to. Joseph had a dream. He had a vision. God gave him a vision for his life. We, um, we talked about the example of Dr. K. God gave him a vision you know, to raise a people. And sometimes it's possible that we might not entirely maybe fully comprehend what God is telling us part-time, you know. Maybe you see yourself doing something in the future, and um, today you can't draw a line between where you are now and where that thing is. I remember, I mean, I had an experience several years ago. I saw myself doing something, and truth be told, I saw it in a different light. I, I thought it was going to be something else. But because I didn't fully understand it at that time, in fact, I misinterpreted it at that time. But what you need to do, and, and Pastor T also mentioned that this morning, pray Follow God part-time, you know, irrespective of the vision that God has given you. You need to still sow our seeds and walk with him along those lines. And as we move on, we become clearer. It might be refined. You might miss, you know. For example, Moses, Moses had a, he, he knew he was supposed to, to save uh, the children of Israel. But he thought it was going to be in a different light. You know, when he saw someone um, hitting another um, Israelite, it, it, it came in physically and, uh, you know, responded. But that wasn't the way God was going to, um, you know, deliver the children of Israel. Through. It wasn't going to be a riot or a, an, a, a war, you know, where they were going to, you know, fight the, the, the Pharaoh and get, and get their deliverance. But he had that sense until God now took him through another phase of his life where he went through the wilderness, so to speak. And God refined him. He met um, his father-in-law, Jethro. The pastoral or the shepherd thing within him was, was refined. They now went back and was able to lead not just the children of Israel out of Egypt, also led them into the promised land. Yes, he didn't get that, but, was, but he also developed um, that ability during that additional 40 years. So getting the vision is one thing. Praying to God, you know, while Pastor Steve was preaching, he mentioned Habakkuk 2 4. So I was just checking. Um, if, while I was talking, a few things were just coming to me. God said, write the vision, make it plain. So there's the vision part, there's the it becoming plain to us so that you will not be able to run effectively. So when God gives a word, um, I think that's just the beginning. The refining also is going to be by the Holy Ghost and the steps we need to take from where we are to where we need to get to will be spirit-led. Cast your cares, stay committed, follow his leading time. Yeah, Sorry. can I just add to that? Praise God. Thank you, Pastor Mima. And I, I think I want to add this thing of please don't be afraid to miss it. 
um, missing it is part of the learning process. It's, this thing is a journey. The vision is yet for an appointed time. We didn't read the entire text in Habakkuk 2. I just read the first verse, but it's one to four. So you, we, we are talking about Joseph. Joseph, from when he started dreaming to when he went to the palace, was 13 years. Moses was 40 years in the wilderness. And all that experience they went through, they made mistakes, Moses in particular. But God still used it to refine him. So if you can't um, properly interpret your vision yet, or you have misinterpreted the vision, go back to God in the place of prayer. Get counsel and walk through the process. Eventually, as you just follow through on these things, it will become clearer and clearer to you. And you can come to a point where you are absolutely certain about what God wants you to do. And you can also even come to a point where, I mean, I don't think Apostle Paul knew was writing Bible when he wrote those letters. Still he died. But yet he was fulfilling destiny. So it's even okay for you not to totally comprehend, glory be to God, what God is leading you to do. The important thing is just to be following the process. So the one God wants you to know will interpret it to you or let you know. And the one he doesn't tell you, let you know. When you get to heaven, they will say, ah, you wrote the Bible. Congratulations. <laughs> get there. Praise God. Hallelujah. I think just to add a bit to that point, one of the things, um, particularly where our lives are, is concerned, you realize that there's so many things that we do, even in life, that eventually lead to the fulfillment of that purpose. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, I remember I was listening to a man of God some years ago and said, sometimes we stumble into greatness. Yeah. And, and, and some of those stumbling, a lot of them come in little, little steps. Sometimes we see a vision. I remember when I was in school, I, um, all I wanted to work was to work as an in-house counsel. When I left school, the first, my first year, I remember that I was looking for a job for a whole year. Around that, if you remember, I wanted to do, start a consulting company, and we had some of those conversations. And, um, but somehow, the, the job never came. And, but did I pray? Yes. Did I fast? Yes. But the strange thing was that it was in the process of fasting and prayer we had in church one day that my desire, something just changed on my inside. And that's the thing that God does on inside. I saw a picture of my walking in house, but it took me another six years of going to work. I mean, I've shared my stories of how I, I got a job for 15000 then I got another one for 19000 and then I changed my job for 20000 1000 naira difference. <laughs> and all of, the, all of those things were eventually were building up yeah. until I got... So all the experiences I got in all those small phases, need to pay, eventually helped me when I had an opportunity for actually what had been in my heart for over six years to do. Mm. And so sometimes a lot of people are expecting that you just start some of those things out. How do you translate those visions you have on the inside into reality? So it, to a large extent, there's, there's a process yeah. in a lot of these things happening in our lives. It, it's not everybody who just wake up. Mark Zuckerberg did not just wake up and start Facebook straight. They, I'm sure that if you really follow all his story, there are a lot of other things in between yeah. that, that happen in, in, in one's life. Yeah. Okay, but... Um... So what I just want to say is, I mean, for the person saying vision, so one thing a lot of people feel, because we're Christians, they feel that vision has to be something spectacular. And that's what I can feel that person is saying. So vision is not necessarily maybe you, I mean, like Dr. K has said several times, it's all fire. You don't have to see fire. That's right. You know, so vision can be that. You just have inner nudges, yeah, inner desires, like, there's something about me that is talking about Chibok girls. Not everybody has that 
vision, quote and unquote. Do you understand? So vision is something on your inside, something deeper than you. And which is why, I mean, like I said, purpose is your life. Prayer is your life. And what is prayer? I know we have not talked about prayer, but I, prayer is not that you consciously go and kneel down. I mean, like we have been taught in this place. So even your thoughts are prayers, you know, because, you know, the Bible says that a double-minded man cannot receive anything from God. So you are saying one thing, you are thinking another thing. You can't receive anything from God. So what is vision? Those inner things that you feel some certain things towards this direction. So you don't necessarily have to, you know, dream dreams. Do you understand? Quote and unquote. Exactly. Just because you are saying that, do I need to see visions to fulfill my purpose? But you honestly and Every human being, that's how we have been created. There's always something greater burning on our inside. You know, it's not just that we wake up and live the regular life. There's always a deeper calling as a word to our lives. Yeah. Just to wrap that up, like we said in the manual, the place of getting vision is that place of praying. Honestly, if you are devoted to prayer and you're a prayerful person, these nudges will come alive. And if God needs to show you a fire on a mountain, he will show you a fire on a mountain. And if it doesn't show you a fire on a mountain, the inner pool, like Pastor Leia just said, it was in a prayer meeting in church and his desire just shifted. You will know. Honestly, if you will just follow what the Bible said, I will stand upon my watch and pray. God will always lead you and he will show you what he needs to do. And that leading is what we are referring to as vision. Praise, Praise God. God. Um, I'm just going to add on top of that, you should pray, but you also need to develop your mind. If you, if you understand from last week's manual, we said there's a place of personal development. Daniel was an executive, you know, in the chambers of um, Nebuchadnezzar, and he said, I, Daniel, understood by the books. There is an understanding that comes from reading. You can pray God will give you scriptures. When God told Noah to build an ark, he had never seen an ark before. He downloaded the measurements, but he went and he actually measured he actually went out and in the physical interpreted what he received in the place of the spirit. Yeah. Do you understand? So when you receive instructions and you're not clear, there is the first step of taking, you know, God told Abraham, he said, go to a land I will show you. He didn't tell him where he was taking him to. So he didn't have the total picture when he stepped out. Yeah. There is a clarity that comes with doing. There is a clarity because as you take one step, you see clearer. Yeah. You see further, all right? So execute and gain understanding, right? Now, Somebody is saying, my passion is to make money. <laughs> Can that be my problem? Nothing purpose? wrong with that. Hallelujah. Listen, there is nothing wrong with that. Um, as long as you, are, you check your motive, why do you want to make money? Yeah. Is it so that you can help people that I need? Or is it so that you can have the biggest building in Lagos? So sometimes, look, look at Joseph. I use Joseph today. What Joseph was seeing, or the way Joseph was finally interpreting his dream, was a very carnal interpretation. All of you are going to bow down to me. So he wasn't wrong, <laughs> because all of them were going to bow down to him. But at the end of the day, when he had been processed, when he had been refined, when he had gone through the pit, Potiphar's house prison, he now understood why they were bowing down to him. It's not so that I will be the emperor, it's so that I will save life. And he said that to his brethren. So if that is what is born on your inside to make money, make money, nothing wrong with that. But is it to make money so that you can feed the poor? Because sometimes that's how God, God, God can use something carnal like that to, to drive you. So there's nothing wrong if your passion is to make money. What you now need to go at that level is what is the motive behind this thing? So 
And many times God will take you through the pit, through Potiphar's house and prison to really refine your life very well. So that when you start making the money, you won't be oppressing us on Instagram. <laughs> so, so someone is asking here, the idea of purpose sometimes sound vague, like so vague. What if I see myself being able to do so many things? Would you now say my purpose is to be a jack of all trade? Okay, um, let me go first. All right, so like I said initially, and that's because a lot of people feel that purpose is separated from your life. But if you see it that purpose is the reason why you are, you know, you won't be asking, I want to make money, I want to make this, I want to make that. And that should be the driving force of our lives, that every morning we wake up, you know, the first thing should be, I'm alive to do the purpose of God. I'm alive to do the will of God. So, like I said, the purpose of God is to fill the earth with the knowledge of his will. So even the person that wants to make money, ultimately, it must translate to bringing people to the kingdom of God. Because that is what we exist for at the end of the day. Yeah. Winning souls. And that was why God gave Jesus Christ. So you saying that I'm a jack of all trade. I mean, the person is saying, I love to do so many things, or I can do so many things. And that is, I mean, remember Pastor T said this morning that we all have potentials. It's the only one thing that, I mean, everybody, we can stand, we can sit, we can jog. Do you understand? And ultimately, I mean, let me use Pastor T for example. 20 years ago, he probably didn't know he was going to be the director of operations. And he has shared his story many times. He had to be the driver. He was in tapes department. He was in this. He was in that. And I was an accountant. And, <laughs> exactly. And he was still working his regular job, an accountant. In fact, <laughs> you know, he was doing so many things at the same time. You know, so in the process, your life is about growing. Yeah. And that's why we take days and weeks. And one day you find out you are 50, you are 60. You know, so you can't pack. Because Pastor T never knew he was going to be the director of operations 20 years ago. So if he had stayed there and was waiting, he didn't even, I mean, he didn't even have that revelation. He couldn't catch it. You know, so you always have to grow. There are phases in your life. And I'm sure every pastor here, every leader here, we've had to do so many things until it became clear at one point that this is what I'm supposed to do. Even an MD, let me use the career word for example. The person won't just become an MD in a day. The was probably a graduate, a trainee assistant, you know, now moved to middle management before the person became a senior manager, before the person became a director of some sort. So it's not like you are being a jack of all trade, but it is that you are developing yourself and helping yourself the different potentials. You are building those different potentials so that you can get to that peak. Do you understand? Because you don't know the skill that you will need in 10 years' time, in 20 years' time. But if you don't build yourself along the line, you can't get to that ultimate end. And that's the truth. Man, yeah. Let me address the thing the person said about vagueness. It's okay if it starts that way. Usually all these things. It just, I, I've used this example before. When I started reading Kenneth Hagin books, and it will talk about how we used to know things supernaturally. That it would just be like a butterfly. Something would just come up. What is he talking about? This thing sounds so vague. But that happens to me every day now. You grow in these things. So if it's sounding vague to you, you are at the beginning phases. You are the babe we talked about. Just continue. After a while, it will be more real to you than the person sitting next to you. That's how it, it, it's not a problem if it starts vague. And like Pastor just said, it's not a problem if you are doing 10 different things. I talked about the general purposes of God and then the specific. The ultimate goal is for you to get to the specific, to be the MD. Yeah. But you're not going to make MD in one day. You will first start as a janitor. 
Then if you do that one well, we move you to unit head. So you do several things. So if you are at that place where it looks like you're a jack of all trade, welcome. You will eventually get there. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. <laughs> you know, as we were talking, my mind just went to David. Yeah. Who would have imagined that that shepherd boy was one day going to be the king of Israel? Mm -hmm. Now, he wasn't just the king of Israel. The Bible calls Jesus the son of David. Mm. Now, this was the man who was relegated. He was in the wilderness looking after flock, looking after that. And the same guy was the one writing the Psalms. Now, he could sing, he could look after the flock, he could, you know, a lot of, I mean, a lot of things. So, at the end of the day, like Pastor Tola said, God, all of those skills that God you have, it's just together. like the five talents. Yeah. Yeah. Parable of the five talents. Every gift you have is not to be wasted. Yeah. Now, there may be seasons, there may be faces, there may be one that will be dominant in one face of your life and another in another face. Just be sensitive and follow one step at a time. When David became king, he didn't go back to the wilderness. Right? But the skills with which he managed the flock, he used it to lead God's people. Praise God. Now, somebody is saying, Pastor Leye, last week, it's me, Pastor T. You know you have to use skills and talents to even ask this question, Seth. Pastor Tisha. All right. So, this person is saying, you know, last week we talked about sometimes you need to pay attention to the troubles that the problems that catch your attention. Yeah. The problem that is catching this person's attention is corruption. Mm. Yes. How, he has, he has how can that become purpose? <laughs> it, it, it can. For, for, um, and, and I think it's similar to what happened to Joseph. I think just is Joseph's story day. Because the biggest problem in Joseph's time was the famine. In Nigeria, all over the world, Presently, the biggest problem you have is the issue of corruption. Yeah. And, there, and there will be people who will be graced of God to be able to come up with solutions to address and to tackle these issues. And, you know, and there are people, the same way, the same way um, you find out that there will be people, I remember many years ago, I used to work for an organization and there, was, there were some people that for 30 years, all they did was to look, the only thing that caught their attention and they were paid for was just to look for a vaccine to address malaria. You know, and after that, some of them retired, just like the you know, Bible was talking in, 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 in Hebrews about the fathers of faith. They didn't even lay hold on some of those things. Yeah. Some of them did some of those research and they passed on their work to another generation. So even those who eventually released the final vaccine were not, they were not there when those, some of those things started. Mm. And so, if we feel that passion is to, for the person, is to actually see God's face and know how do I intervene? How do we start I mean, correcting the cause of particularly where corruption has been concerned or in, in, involved in this part of the world? There needs to be a lot of people who rise up to that. There needs to be people in the, in the household of God because there are lots and lots of people because who in God's household, they are Christian, but... Um, they don't see anything wrong in partaking or participating in corruption. And it needs to be addressed in the house of God. It needs to be addressed in our city. All right. Praise God. Praise God. Um, we have to close because of time. But we'll continue with questions and answers next week. Let's put our hands together for the panel. Put our hands together for the panel. Thank you, everyone. Let me just add something.